This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com It's finally Friday morning. Good morning. Happy Feast of St. Michael. It's the 29th day of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2023. Happy Michaelmas to all of you. For those who celebrated Michaelmas this year, I hope that it was fruitful for you. Uh, This was a 40-ish day period uh, uh, popularized by some of the greatest saints, including St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, in the Middle Ages, and this period from August 15th to uh, September 29th uh, marked some spiritual growth by some of our elder uh, saints in the church. Um, It has fallen out of use uh, these days, um, but it has been um, sort of finding its way back into the mainstream within the traditional Catholic movement anyway. And I hope that uh, th- this period was uh, was very good to you. Good morning. This is Mike Parrott. I am the host of Parrot Talk here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. We broadcast from the heart of America every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. This is your favorite 10 a.m. Central Standard Time show here on the Crusade Channel, period, end of story. There are none like it. This is the only one. I've been for the last two days talking about the silent weapons and the quiet war being waged upon all of us. I have been cataloging it for you. I have been reading from a document, a top secret document found at Boeing. This top secret document goes back to the 1940s and catalogs the government's secret war against the population. And I have saved the juicy parts until today. For the last two days, we've been talking about uh, the, 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 uh, the similarities in economic warfare to electrical circuitry. Some of it has been a little dry. I've gotten through it with you. You've hung in there with me. Today, you're going to get your reward. Consent, the primary victory. Here we go. A silent weapon system operates upon data obtained from a docile public by legal, but not always lawful, force. Much information is made available to silent weapon systems programmers through the Internal Revenue Service. See studies in the structure of the American economy for an IRS source list. This information consists of the enforced delivery of well-organized data contained in federal and state tax forms collected, assembled, and submitted by slave labor provided by taxpayers and employers. Furthermore, the number of such forms submitted to the IRS is a useful indicator of public consent, an important factor in strategic decision-making. Other data sources are given in the short list of inputs. Let me pause here for a second. This document came online well before the quote-unquote information age. There was no internet. There was no HTTPS. There was no social media. Imagine what the inputs are for data collection to the United States Leviathan these days. It's not merely the IRS that's child's play compared to the collection efforts that are happening right now. In fact, I would guarantee you I would bet a paycheck that today's show here on the Crusade Channel is being captured, cataloged, analyzed by 
multiple government agencies as you are listening to it right now. We'll continue. Consent coefficient. Numerical feedback indicating victory status. Psychological basis. When the government is able to collect tax and seize property without just compensation, it is an indication that the public is ripe for surrender and is consenting to enslavement and legal encroachment. A good and easily quantified indicator of harvest time is the number of public citizens who pay income tax despite an obvious lack of reciprocal or honest service from, it's cut off, probably it says from the government, amplification energy sources. The next step in the process of designing an economic amplifier in discovering the is discovering the energy sources the energy sources which support any primitive economic systems are of course a supply of raw materials and the consent of the people and labor consequently assume a certain rank position level or class in the social structure i.e. to provide labor at various levels in the pecking order Each class, in guaranteeing its own level of income, controls the class immediately below it, hence preserves the class structure. This provides stability and security, but also government from the top. As time goes on and communication and education improve, the lower class elements of the social labor structure become knowledgeable and envious of the good things that the upper class members have. They also begin to attain a knowledge of energy systems and the ability to enforce their rise through the class structure. This threatens the sovereignty of the elite. If this rise of the lower classes can be postponed long enough, the elites can achieve energy dominance and labor by consent no longer will hold a position of unessential economic energy source. Until such energy dominance is absolutely established, the consent of people to labor and let others handle their affairs must be taken into consideration since failure to do so could cause the people to interfere in the final transfer of energy sources to the control of the elite. It is essential to recognize that at this time, public consent is still an essential key to the release of energy in the process of economic amplification. Therefore, consent as an energy release mechanism will now be considered. Let me pause for a second. Do you suppose, ladies and gentlemen, do you suppose that consent is still a thing? Do you suppose that we that the that the elites are still in some way seeking your consent? for their master plans? Or do you suppose that perhaps we have moved beyond that? Do you suppose that we have advanced well past the point of their requiring consent? Certainly worth pondering. Logistics will continue. The successful application of a strategy requires a careful study of inputs, outputs, and the uh, strategy connecting the inputs and the outputs, and the available energy sources to fuel the strategy. This study is called logistics. A logistical problem is studied at the elementary level first. 
And then levels of greater complexity are studied as a synthesis of elementary factors. This means that a given system is analyzed, i.e. broken down into its subsystems, and these in turn are analyzed until, by this process, one arrives at the logistical atom, the individual. This is where the process of synthesis properly begins and at the time of the birth of the individual. The artificial womb. From the time a person leaves its mother's womb, its every effort is directed towards building, maintaining, and withdrawing into artificial wombs various sorts of substitute protective devices or shells. The objective of these artificial wombs is to provide a stable environment for both for both stable and unstable activity, to provide a shelter for the e- evolutionary process of growth and maturity, i.e. survival, to provide security for freedom, and to provide defense protection for offensive activity. This is equally true of both the general public and the elite. However, there is a definite difference in the way each of these classes goes about the solution of problems. The political structure of a nation. Dependency. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationships of childhood. This is very Freudian. Simply put, they want a human god to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible. So the human god, the politician, meets incredibly with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? This public behavior is surrender, born of fear, laziness, and expediency. It is the basis of the welfare state as a strategic weapon useful against a disgusting public. You can see, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that the language is sharpening as we get to the end here. This sort of reminds me of, I once had a book which was the, um, uh, it was an explanation of the rights of Freemasonry. And it, it had all these disclaimers, you know, for Freemasons, for high-level Freemasons only, if found, return, you know, this is not for the public to read. And uh, early on in the book, it had nice flowery language about, you know, how, um, you know, Freemasonry is a brotherhood and it's people seeking the light and, and, and knowledge and, and world peace. And the language sure sharpens towards the end of that document. And in fact, in the end, I've read this with my own eyes. In the end, it admits that the light that they are uh, uh, moving towards is Lucifer, Satan. Uh, and, uh, and it, it does refer to humans, uh, in rather repulsive, uh, language. So when the mask comes off towards the end of documents like this, you can see how, uh, their true disdain for all of us will continue with action offense. Most people want to be able to subdue and or kill other human beings which disturb their daily lives, but they do not want to have to cope with the moral and religious issues which such an overt act of on their, port, on their part might raise. 
Therefore, they assign the dirty work to others, including their own children, so as to keep the blood off their own hands. They rave about the humane treatment of animals and then sit down to the delicious hamburger from a whitewashed slaughterhouse down the street out of sight. Uh, but even more hypocritically, they pay taxes to finance a professional association of hitmen, collectively called politicians, and then complain about corruption in government. <laughs> Responsibility. Again, most people want to be free to do things, to explore, etc. But they are afraid to fall. The fear of failure is manifested in irresponsibility and especially in delegating those personal responsibilities to others where success is uncertain or carries possible or created liabilities, law, which the person is not prepared to accept. They want authority, root word author, but they will not accept responsibility or liability. So they hire politicians to face reality for them. Okay, here's the summary. The people hire the politicians so that the people can, number one, obtain security without managing it. Number two, obtain action without thinking about it. Number three, inflict theft, injury, and death upon others without having to contemplate either life or death. Number four, avoid responsibility for their own intentions. Number five, obtain the benefits of reality and science without exerting themselves in the discipline of feeling or learning either of these things. They give the politicians the power to create and manage a war machine to, number one, provide for the survival of the nation womb. Number two, prevent encroachment of anything upon the nation womb. Number three, destroy the enemy who threatens the nation womb. Number four, destroy those citizens of their own country who do not conform for the sake of stability of the nation womb. Politicians hold many quasi-military jobs, the lowest being the police, which are soldiers, The attorneys and the CPAs, next, who are spies and saboteurs, licensed. And the judges who shout the orders and run the closed union military shop for whatever the market will bear. The generals are industrialists. The presidential level of commander-in-chief is shared by the international bankers. The people who the people know that they have created this farce and financed it with their own taxes consent, but they would rather knuckle under than be a hypocrite. Thus, a nation becomes divided into two very distinct parts: a docile subnation and a political subnation. The political subnation remains attached to the docile subnation, tolerates it, and launches its substance until it grows strong enough to detach itself and devour its parent. Systems analysis. In order to make meaningful, computerized economic decisions about war, the primary economic flywheel, it is necessary to assign concrete logistical values to each element of the war structure. I love that they're talking about war, by the way, and I love that yeah, they're, gonna, they're we're about to hear about the draft as a military service. Few efforts of human behavior modification are more remarkable or more effective than that of the socio-military institution known as the draft. A primary purpose of the draft or other such institution is to instill by intimidation in the young males of a society the uncritical conviction that the government is omnipotent. He is soon taught that a prayer is slow to reverse what a bullet can do in an instant. 
Thus, a man trained in a religious environment for 18 years of his life can, by this institution of the government, be broken down, purged of his fantasies and delusions in a matter of mere months. Once that conviction is instilled, all else becomes easy. Even more interesting is the process by which a young man's parents, who purportedly love him, can be induced to send him off to war to his death. Although the scope of this work will not allow this matter to be expanded in full detail, nevertheless, a a course overview will be possible and can serve to reveal those factors which must be included in some numerical form in a computer analysis of social and war systems. We begin with a tentative definition of the draft. The draft, selective service, etc., is an institution of compulsory collective sacrifice and slavery devised by the middle-aged and the elderly for the purpose of pressing the young into doing the public dirty work. It further severs Uh, serves to make the youth as guilty as the elders, thus making criticism of the elders by the youth less likely. Generational stabilizer. It is marketed and sold to the public under the label of patriotic national service. Once a candid economic definition of the draft is achieved, that definition is used to outline the boundaries of a structure called a human value system, which in turn is translated into the terms of game theory. The value of such a slave laborer is given in a table of human values, a table broken down into categories by intellect, experience, post-service, job demands, etc. Some of those categories are ordinary and can be tentatively evaluated in terms of the values of certain jobs for which a known fee exists. Some jobs are harder to value because they are unique to the demands of social subversion. For an extreme example, the value of a mother's instruction to her daughter, causing that daughter to put certain behavioral demands upon a future husband 10 or 15 years hence, thus by suppressing his resistance to a perversion of a government making it easier for a banking cartel to buy the state of New York in, say, 20 years. Such a problem leans heavily upon the observations and data of wartime espionage and many types of psychological testing, but crude mathematical models, algorithms, etc. can be devised if not to predict at least to predetermine these events with maximum certainty. What does not exist by natural cooperation is thus enhanced by calculated compulsion. Human beings are machines, levers which may be grasped and turned, and there is is little real difference difference between them and a shoe factory these derived values are variable it is necessary to use a current table of human values for a computer analysis these values are given in true measure rather than u.s dollars since the latter is unstable being presently inflated beyond production of national goods and services so as to give the economy a false kinetic energy paper inductance. The silver value is stable. It uh, 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 is being possible to buy the same amount with a gram of silver today. It could be bought in 1920. Human value measures in, measured in silver units changes slightly due to changes in productive technology. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about enforcement enforcement of this 
great secret war and the silent weapons that the government has been wielding against us that you've been listening to on the crusade channel live talk radio the way it should be we will be right back don't go anywhere Hey, I just met you, heard you're a groomer, so here's your millstone, good luck loser, it's hard to look right when you're a pervert, so take your millstone, no kids will get hurt, gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean, down in the ocean, alongside that titan sub, gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean, throw them in the ocean. With that Titanic sub. It just never gets old, does it? It never loses its luster. It is an it is a, an inexhaustible source of amusement to me, this groomer song. Good morning. It's Friday. It is Michaelmas, the 29th day of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2023. And uh, we're, we're going to have to go around the world today. I've been talking for the last three days, though, about the government's secret war on us, the silent weapons, the quiet war... And we are down to the wire. We're in the last segment of this. I have to read it to you. It's the enforcement. You've already heard about how they use uh, economic warfare and quiet means of, of slavery against the populace. This all comes from a top secret document, which was found in a printer at Boeing Corporation in Seattle, Washington. Enforcement of the secret war against us. We've been talking about the draft before this. Which was interesting because this document was written before the Vietnam draft. I mean, literally, they talked about all the benefits uh, and enslavement of people with the draft. This happened after World War II, this document. And they found that, hey, you know, if you draft the whole nation and, and you send all the young to do the bidding of the old, there's no longer any uh, separation between the generations because the young get the blood on their hands, too. And so the young can't really criticize uh, the policies of the old because everybody's guilty. It's shared guilt. Um, it creates uh, stability in, uh, in the new morality. Enforcement, factor one. At, here we go. As in every social system approach, stability is achieved only by understanding and accounting for human nature, action, reaction, patterns. A failure to do so can be, and usually is, disastrous. As in other human social schemes, one form or another of intimidation or incentive is essential to the success of the draft. Physical principles of action and reaction must be applied to both internal and external subsystems. To secure the draft, individual brainwashing programming and both the family unit and the peer group must be engaged and brought under control. Factor two, father. The man of the household must be housebroken to ensure that Junior will grow up with the right social training and attitude. The advertising media, etc., are engaged to see that the father-to-be is pussy-whipped before or by the time he is married. He is taught that he is either he either conforms to the social notch cut out for him or or his sex life will be hobbled and his tender companionship will be zero. He is made to see that women demand security more than logistical principled or honorable behavior. 
By the time his son must go to war, father, uh, full jelly for a backbone, will slam a gun into Junior's hand before father will risk the censure of his peers or make a hypocrite of himself by crossing the investment he has in his own personal opinion or self-esteem. Junior will go to war, or father will be embarrassed. So Junior will go to war, and the true purpose of the war, not standing, notwithstanding. Factor 3. Mother. The female element of human society is ruled by emotion first and logic second. In the battle between logic and imagination, imagination always wins, fantasy prevails, maternal instinct dominates, so that the, ch- the child comes first and the future comes second. A woman with a newborn baby is too starry-eyed to see a wealthy man's cannon fodder or a cheap source of slave labor. A woman must, however, be conditioned to accept the, the transition to reality when it comes sooner. As the transition becomes more difficult to manage, the family unit must be carefully disintegrated, and the state-controlled public education and state-operated child care centers must become more common and legally enforced so as not to begin with the child. They want to take mothers out. They want to remove them from the family. They want motherhood to be removed. In du- uh, 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 behavioral drugs. They're talking in the 1940s about behavioral drugs. The transition for the child. The mandatory transition for the child. Here in the 1940s. Comment. Caution. A woman's impulsive anger can override her fear. An irate woman's power must never be underestimated, and her power over a husband must likewise never be underestimated. It got women to vote in 1920. Factor 4, Junior. The emotional pressure for self-preservation during time of war and the self-serving attitude of the common herd that have an, an option to avoid the battlefield if Junior can be persuaded to go, is all of the pressure finally necessary to propel Johnny off to war? Their quiet blackmailing of him are the threats. No sacrifice, no friends. No glory, no girlfriends. Factor 5. Sister. And what about Junior's sister? She is given all the good things of life by her father and taught to expect the same from her future husband regardless of the price. Factor six, cattle. Those who will not use their brains are no better off than those who have no brains. And so this mindless school of jellyfish, father, mother, son, and daughter become useful beasts of burden or trainers of the same. The remainder of the document got cut off. Somebody hand hand drew some notes for the document. And those notes demonstrate some of the electrical circuitry which has been more or less the um, the comparable physical science which has been used to describe the government's secret war against us. 
the flow of electricity, capacitors, and, and, and the like. How they use money as a weapon system. How they use war to rebalance the economy. How they use the draft to erode morality. How they assault the family and degrade and debase education to ensure that no one thinks critically. These are all of the symptoms of a very sick society that you and I can perceive. We have no doubt about any of this. Uh, we, we maybe heretofore have struggled to put words to it, but this sickness has to have been a result of a deliberate plan. This has to have been a deliberate plan against us because no real civilization could possibly survive uh, the mismanagement that we have endured to this day. I saw somebody tweet, you know, if Donald Trump doesn't win, then the United States of America as we know it will be changed. Well, I don't like the United States of America as we know it. I don't like the status quo. I'm not defending how things are today. I don't like how things were 50 years ago. We have to go back further. We need a counter-revolution, not just conservative movement, which is to try to slow things down. Conservatardism is the enemy of uh, the re-establishment of a real society, of a real culture, of a real civilization. Conservatardism needs to be eliminated. This is why, by the way, I know that there's some low-hanging fruit from the GOP debate, and I haven't really uh, at all talked about it. I haven't even brought it up. I haven't brought you any clips from it. Emphasis on fruit, well, and in some cases, emphasis on low-hanging. These people are only here to try to defend the status quo. These people only exist to try to say that, well, how things were in the last administration is conservatism. But that's just not the case. That's simply not true. Um, The overt war against the family, the dumbing down of the American populace, the medication of our children... The normalization of perversion, the uh, economic warfare via taxation, theft, seizure of property, imminent domain, fractional reserve lending, usury, fiat currency, deficit spending, inflation, These things are wars against the people. These things are acts of war against the people. But today is Friday. We have just a few minutes left. This segment, incidentally, is brought to you by the Founders Trading Post. I need you to start shopping there at the Founders Trading Post. I'm sipping on coffee right now. Can you sip on your coffee? Speaking of low-hanging fruit, 
get off the Masonic stale bean water and get some gourmet coffees from our small batch roasters, Abbey Roast, Twin Pikes, and Capuchin Dark Roast. You can get it pre-ground, or you can grind the beans yourself. Get the whole beans. Why don't you order a year's worth of coffee right now? You never know when we're going to run out. You know, they do like to attack certain things. We heard about that yesterday in the, in the secret war uh, that the government is waging upon us. The secret war that the government is waging upon us. They like to attack things like coffee, cattle, sugar, the basic things that you need that you that you put into your diet flour gasoline fuel energy they like to occasionally just grab one of these things and make it hard to get just to see just to see how you'll react just to see how the world reacts well get your coffee at least at shop.mikechurch.com And um, when there's a toilet paper shortage event, but applied to coffee beans, you'll be the smart one. You'll be the one with a year's full of beans stockpiled in your basement or safe room or bug out room or wherever you uh, intend to hide. But it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go where we always go on Fridays. It's time to go around the world on Fridays. We do it every Friday. And it's time to do it again. This Friday is no different. Celebrating the fact that Diane Feinstein died this morning. I'm just here to tell you that she is no longer with us. Longest serving female senator, dead at 90 years old. Somehow she voted <laughs> on legislation yesterday. I don't know how she managed that. Start in the United States. UAW announces new strikes at GM and Ford plants. That's happening right now. <laughs> Biden warns that democracy is in peril from extremist Donald Trump. Uh, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. There may be a late entry into the Republican race. It's looking more and more like Yonkin. 2024 is taking shape. He's the Republican governor of the state of Virginia. Donors in the Republican Party are growing alarmed. Uh, They're like, hey, uh, who can beat Trump? 
Doesn't seem like uh, Nikki Haley is going to beat Trump. There is a retreat in Virginia Beach happening in two weeks. Red Vested Retreat. Billionaire backers are going to decide whether or not to push Yonkin into the race. That could shake the race up. Matt Getz, Gates, he is on a mission to take down Kevin McCarthy. He is absolutely determined to do it. He is, uh, he is part of a coalition of people who are willing to shut down the government over the promises that Kevin McCarthy made. He is on a crusade, 41-year-old Florida Republican. He's been railed. He's been railing against uh, 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 continuing resolutions. I told you about continuing resolutions, you know, uh, as opposed to continuing revolutions, which we are also laboring under. Continuing resolutions were really fun when you were in the military in the Obama years. You're at war. You don't know what your budget's going to be the next day. You're you're working under a quote-unquote continuing resolution. You don't know if you can do an exercise in two months. You can't order the ammunition you need to do a live fire exercise because Congress hasn't passed a continuing resolution or a um, budget. <laughs> ah, the one purpose of, of, of the Congress of the United States of America is to control the purse. And these buffoons cannot even pass a budget. It does look like the Democrats may come in and rescue Kevin McCarthy. They may give McCarthy a bailout. Democrats are quietly talking about bailing out McCarthy as the GOP tensions rise. The Matt Gates, Laura Booby Bobert uh, faction may or may not be able to shut down the government. That's supposed to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I think today on Michaelmas, the 29th day of September 2023, your government may shut down, which would be a good thing, to be honest. I, I wish the whole thing would just shut. Shut it all down. Shut the whole thing down and just send all power back to the states, I say. We are the United States of America. The United States. Heavy rain causing floodings across New York City. There is a state of emergency in New York City. They're reeling right now from tens of thousands of migrants. New Yorkers are pissed. Even the, even the mayor of New York, who once welcomed all of these uh, illegals, are now, he is now saying, well, look, we are way overwhelmed. We are way overwhelmed by all this. We can't have all these people. New York City has record rainfall. I am looking at a picture of cars floating down like Brooklyn Avenue. Still having some, uh, still having some, uh, uh, some heat waves happening right now, but we're having another wave of things happening in these United States, and <laughs> it's an STD wave. <laughs> There's a list now: states with the highest STD rates, uh, <laughs> major sexually transmitted diseases in the U.S. have been increasing unabated. Uh, there are two and a half million cases of chlamydia, syphilis, and gonorrhea 
uh, reported in 2021. That was during the lockdowns. That was during COVID-1984. That's the most recent year for which the CDC has data. That's about almost that's a, that's about 800 people out of 100,000 in the 50 states and the District of Columbia. It's a 6% increase over to over 2020. It's probably getting worse. Syphilis is spreading. Officials expressing particular concern about a rise in congenital syphilis, which that uh, that happens when a disgusting mother passes syphilis to her baby while pregnant and quite often re- results in the infant's death. Chlamydia infections in 2021 highest among black individuals at more than 1,000 cases per 100,000, while Asians had the lowest at only 95 cases per 100,000. That's weird. 1,000 out of 100,000 versus 95 out of 100,000. That's 10 times the rate between blacks and Asians in these United States. North Carolina is number 10 on the list uh, of having the most chlamydia. North Carolina and gonorrhea and syphilis. Number nine is New Mexico. Number eight, Arkansas. Number seven, Georgia. Number six, Alabama. Number five, South Dakota. I was going to say this is about to sound like the SEC, like the Southeastern Conference. Number five is South Dakota. Number four is South Carolina. Number three is Alaska. How how is there that much STDs happening in Alaska? I guess when it's cold, uh, maybe it's cold outside. We know what's happening up there. Louisiana comes in at number two. And the number one STD rate in these United States is the great state of Mississippi. With 1,300 per 100,000 people total having some kind of STD. 750 people with chlamydia. 427 people with gonorrhea per 100,000. 88 having syphilis per 100,000. Lot of STDs happening in Mississippi. You know, when you look at this list of states, Louisiana, number two. Come on, King Dude. Uh, South Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, you start North Carolina, you start to see that there may be some demographics involved here. Ten times the rate between blacks and Asians for having a sexually transmitted disease in these United States. This is just one, one symptom of a, of a, of a major sickness in that, 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 that plagues that community which is fatherlessness, which is illiteracy, which is crime, which is poverty, which is a learned helplessness, which is sexual immorality, which now we're seeing is much, much higher spike in violence, random acts of violence, looting across the country from Pennsylvania to Louisiana, from California to New York City. We are seeing more and more and more of it. I mentioned during the musical intro to the Around the World segment that uh, Diane Feinstein is dead. Pray for her soul. She's going to need it. 
dead at 90 years old, longest serving female senator. Uh, I guess Moonbat Gavin Newsom is going to appoint a replacement. He's gonna he's going to appoint someone to replace her in the United States Senate. Uh, I he he could appoint himself. He may say, you know what, I'll be the senator from New York and then resign as governor. I don't know that I don't see him doing that, but that's things like that have happened in these United States. Um, that's it for uh, the show in terms of going around the world. In in this week, we've heard so much. We've heard about the secret war against citizens. We'll get a little bit more back into the uh, race for the White House next week and the economic state of things. And we probably need to, to brush up a little bit on some of the economic tools that they are wielding to enslave us. So I suspect next week here on, the, on uh, Paratalk, you're going to hear some more current events. Now that, we're, now that we've heard the strategies from the 1940s that they've been using against us, we're now going to become awake to them, acutely aware of them, and point them out with greater clarity as time moves forward and you continue to subscribe here and become a founding past member here at the Crusade Channel, crusadechannel.com slash parrot. As always, my hat's off to the King Dude for creating a safe place for us counter-revolutionaries to gather and discuss the important issues of the day. I hope you celebrate today and have a wonderful Michaelmas. And I thank you so much for listening to this show. Send it to your friends, send it to your relatives, and let's grow this audience. God bless you, and I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com